Good evening, everybody. Uh, me and my wife, Tanya, are going to be uh, sharing our hearts on uh, what does uh, a blessed and the, what does a blueprint of, hey, I'm getting ready for marriage, what does that look like? You know, we're talking about, hey, don't do this, don't do this, hey, you don't want to be a part of this, you know, but now we want to talk about do this, hey, this is important, you should try to have this in your, in your uh, marriage prep, right? And uh, so we wanted to uh, hop up here. We're, you know, we are uh, three years now since we were married. Time flies like that. Three years, two months almost. And uh, we have two uh, babies. And, uh, and I, you know, but it's still fresh on our hearts and our minds of what God was doing in our lives and how God brought us together. And uh, so I wanted to say I only have uh, four points, and I'm going to go through them quickly, except for point number four. I'm going to spend some time talking about that because that's huge on my heart. And because uh, we already touched base on a lot of this, I'm going to be repeating stuff kind of quickly, and, and we'll go with that. Um, what does a good marriage look like? If I was to ask you that, um, uh, what would you say? Think about that for a minute. What, what do you want in your marriage? For, for those who are you know, thinking, hey, this is what I want my marriage to be like. This is, this is what a good marriage is. Anyone want to say anything? Anyone want to shout something out? Family? Kids. You want to have kids. What does that mean? Uh, you want to have a stable house, right? You want to have a, a place to call home, right? You want to have unity, you want to have uh, uh, protection, right, from, from all kinds of stuff, right? You want to feel security. You want to have love. You want to have uh, 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 joy when you come home, right? <laughs> what else? Peace. Okay, now I want you to think of a couple other things. I want you to think of some marriages from the Bible that you read about, marriages that come to your mind. What do, you, what do you think about when you think about a good marriage? What do you think about? Which family in the Bible? Aquila and Priscilla. <laughs> we know so much about their marriage. Man, that's a good man. <laughs> no, they were serving God. Okay, together. Okay, they must have had a good marriage because it's not easy to serve God and together. Uh, but... I'm going to give you some examples because I spend a lot of time thinking about good marriages, bad marriages. Good marriages. Adam and Eve, they had a good marriage. They never got divorced, right? That's another thing. A good marriage ends in faithfulness to the end, right? You know, and uh, years and years of being together and growing deeper and deeper in, in respect and love for each other, right? Good marriage. Adam and Eve, uh, you know... Uh, Rebecca and, and, uh, and Isaac, I, that's one of my favorite marriages because we have so much insight on how they got together and what God did in that marriage. We have Joseph and how he got married in Egypt, even, even though, you know, uh, it wasn't a traditional Jewish wedding, but uh, it, was, it was honored by God and, and God's blessing was there. Um, we have Mary and Joseph as a good marriage. God put them together. God said you know, to Joseph, don't be afraid. You're going to marry this person. It's going to be the best person for you, right? But then we have examples of bad marriages. What are some of the bad marriages in the Bible you guys remember? 
Jezebel, Ahab, and Kurt, Ananias and Sapphira. Who remembers Solomon's marriage? That's a freaky marriage. Which one? Which? Uh, that's. I would say, out of all the marriage uh, that we have to look at, I think for me, Solomon. I think he had the most problem with marriage. I think he. I think that was the worst example of marriage. A thousand uh, being married a thousand times. You don't even know anybody. You just. It's like. What's it? It doesn't even. It doesn't. I can't even. I can't even process it in my head. You know, uh, that's crazy, um, messed up. <laughs> but uh, so I wanted to talk about these four points. And number one is purity. Purity is huge. That's why we spent last Friday talking about it. Uh, purity uh, begins with you understanding this is God's standard, and I have to get there. And understanding that, hey. I can't even, when I try my hardest to get there, it seems impossible. And that's why I need help. I need somebody from the outside. I need somebody to connect. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to be accountable to. Purity is huge. Um, We also know that who you are is who you will eventually attract to. So if you're hiding something, if if you're in your heart not trying to be pure. When you get married, you're going to find that person, or you're going to be found that, man, you're attracted to, to flirts. You're attracted to the wrong kind of people, right? Because in your heart, you've made a decision that, hey, this is what I want to be like, and most likely you're going to marry somebody like that. And Romans 12.2 says, there's three categories of God's will. At the end of it says God's perfect will, God's, uh, uh, let's open it up. Romans 12.2. You guys got it? It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's purity, right? We're, we're in that process, number one. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. What is good, what is acceptable, and the perfect will of God. This is a huge revelation that when this hit my life, uh, I'm like, man, I, I, I could get married and miss God's perfect will. I could get married out of desire. I could get married out of, out of my own thoughts and plans and my own schemes. And I could miss God's perfect will. God will still allow it. God gives me the free will to choose whoever I marry. But there's God's perfect will and there's God's allowable will. And that was a huge revelation in my life. I'm like, you know what? Uh, to get to God's perfect will, there's a certain sequence of events that has to happen in your life for that to play out. And part of that is you're going to have to pay a price in trusting God, in, in going all out for God, in, 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 in seeking God's face and God's heart and, and trying to understand, God, who am I to marry? It's a whole different process than what the world is showing us how to get married or what the world is promoting us to do. And uh, that's uh, purity. Number two. When you started that process of purity, then I would say simultaneously a second process starts, especially for a guy in a guy's life. It's calculating. It's calculating the cost. Luke, uh, Luke twenty, uh, sorry, Luke fourteen twenty seven says this: If you go to war, you got to calculate the cost. If you're going to build a building, calculate the cost. If you're going to take a loan, calculate the cl- the cost. If you're going to get married to somebody, calculate the cost. Meaning this. 
Marriage isn't just about pleasure for yourself. Actually, marriage is, I think, designed by God to crucify you. It is to, you know, you're, you're going to be linked to somebody who sees your flaws 24-7. Who sees all the things you do wrong. And, and, and in that process, you're going to have to work out this relationship. Where somebody, you see their flaws and they see your flaws. And, and you're going to have to see God to get that love to keep going for years and years and years. That's what a real marriage is. It, it, it is, it, yes, it has love. Yes, it has uh, pleasure. Yes, it has uh, the joy of that. But at the same time, I think it's designed by God for us to grow up. For us to go, you know what? It's not all about me. It can't all be about me. It's time for me to care for somebody else. It's time for me to, to, to give to somebody else. It's time for me to think about somebody else other than just myself. And uh, uh, calculate the cost for a guy is this. <sighs> Weddings are expensive. <laughs> so you need to start saving. You need to start preparing your, your you know, okay, yes, you're working on your purity. You're working on your relationship with God. You, you, you. Uh, Calculate the cost is, hey, I'm only 12. What am I doing thinking about marriage? <laughs> At 12 years old, I probably shouldn't be thinking about marriage yet, right? At 18, when I'm still in high school, I had, a, I had a sit down one time with somebody who said, hey, when do you think is a good age to get married, right? And logically, when there's, you know, nobody around to, to motivate you, it's like, oh, well, 25, you know, like 25, 28 is a good age to get married, right? And then all of a sudden somebody shows up like, no, no, 19 is a good age to get married. 19 is a good age. It's a good age, you know? And, and what I want to say is this, calculate the cost. Because if you're still in school and you're focusing on that, then maybe postpone the pursuit of marriage, right? We had a, one time we had an open discussion in our, in our group of uh, 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 of ministers and, and Dima asked this question he goes hey uh, some of you guys have it on your heart to pledge to God to just focus on the kingdom of God for the next couple of years and you're not even going to be focusing on relationships and if that's you tell me so that I can so that I can protect you and I can I can say hey you know this 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 person is on a mission field this person is focused here this person is, is got a revelation from God to, to do this for the next couple of years don't bother them <laughs> don't bug them <laughs> Don't try to ask them to to to, to coffee because they're they're sold out right now, right? And why I mention that is uh, preparation, <laughs> meaning there's a timing uh, that you have to understand. There's God's perfect timing to get married, and for me in my heart, I made it. I made, I, I want to say hey, I want to start a family, and if I start a family, I want to have a security for my wife and kids. I want to have a good uh, financial position before I propose. And that's not, I wouldn't say that's a must, you have to have that. But that's an important thing, especially for a guy. That's calculating the cost. You know, hey, before I, if I'm 18 and I jump into a marriage, it's going to be pretty difficult. Then if I wait maybe till 20s or 25s or, you know, until God says go right now. And if God says go right now, then do it. But, but if you can wait, calculate the costs. Um, this also says this, you know, uh, uh, I'm ready to get married. You know, you go to your dad, I'm, dad, I think I'm going to get married. I found a girl, she's cool. You know, let's get, and he's, and your dad's like, dude, you're playing video games in the basement 10 hours a day. What do you, you don't even have a job. 
You got to calculate the cost. You got to think about what are you doing, right? Oh, you know, but I'm going to youth. I think I'm going to hook up with this awesome, awesome person. You know, it's like, well, at home, you're not doing what the youth is telling you to do, right? You got to start preparing. You got to start getting ready for that process of events to unfold in your life. Does that make sense? You guys following me? Luke 14, 27. Number three, authority. This one is huge, and I'm going to spend maybe a couple extra minutes on this one, but authority. Exodus 20, 12 says uh, the Ten Commandments, and the Fifth Commandments is the first commandment with a huge promise. It says, honor your father and your mother, and you will have long life, and you will have a blessed life. And authority is designed by God. God designed structure. Everything is, is super organized. In the universe, in our bodies, everything has an organization. And in the church, there's an organization. And authority is a huge thing you have to understand being young. Because the world is telling us, chuck your authority. Who cares? Well, your parents can't tell you who to marry. Your, your pastor can't tell you who to marry. Why do, you, why, do you, why do you have to respect authority when it comes to choosing your future spouse, spouse, right? But in biblical terms, it's always about authority. It's always about, hey, you know, uh, before I get married, I'm going to check up with my parents. What do my parents think? Again, remember, Dad, I'm ready to get married. Well, dude, you're eating potato chips, playing video games 10 hours a day. What do you mean getting ready to get married? What are you talking about? Go get a job. Go finish high school. Then we'll talk. Right? Your authority is there to protect you. You know, uh, traditionally, uh, 150 years ago, dating didn't exist. And the way you would get married is you, as a male, would go and ask the father for the hand of your future bride. And it was an authority thing. If the father said no, it doesn't even matter if the bride said yes or you had a thing going on. The father said, no, you're backing down. You're, you're, <laughs> no, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? It was an authority thing. And it, it, it actually protected people, young people, from getting messed up. Because the, your, your, the, your marriage, your future marriage can be the biggest blessing or it can crush you. It'll rip apart your life to shreds. And it, it will be very costly to, to come out of that. And after your salvation, marriage is the number one question that should be on your heart. Right? But authority is this. I, I heard a story one time that really stuck with me when I was trying to understand, trying to navigate through who and what, <laughs> what is God doing, how is God preparing me. This was a, a pastor. He said this. He... Uh, he had a revelation on his heart that uh, this girl was going to be his future wife. And he saw that she probably had that same revelation and they had a thing or whatever. So he decided to do the respectable thing and go to the father and ask the father for the hand in marriage. Traditional guy in today's world, right? Uh, And the father said, I don't want my... The father is actually not Christian. And the father said... I don't want my daughter to be married to a missionary who's never home, who doesn't have enough uh, money to, to take care of the family. I don't want that for my daughter. My answer is no. And he, he was almost to the point of like, well, 
dude, whatever. Actually, you're not even a Christian. Why should I listen to you? I, I want to marry your daughter. Your daughter wants to marry me, so, you know. But he made a decision. He said, you know what? I believe God's in control. And if this is my spouse, if this is going to be my wife, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to trust the authority. The, the, the authority is placed by God to protect me and to protect her. And if the authority says no, I'll wait. And so he signed up to go to a mission trip, and he went on a mission trip. And by the time he came back, the father came to him because he was praying, God, <laughs> if this is my wife, you've got to change the father's heart. You know, like Pharaoh. <laughs> by the time he came back from the mission trip, the father said, please, my daughter is, is heartbroken. Nothing has been going right in her life. All she, 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 she knows she needs to be married to you, and I feel it now that this, you're the right guy. You're the right person. And this is a non-Christian dad. And he said, I will bless you. I, I want you to marry my daughter. Right? And that's God moving. And that's God creating. That's God. Uh, you're allowing God to protect you. You're allowing God to, to move mountains, not you. That's authority. That's understanding authority. It's, you know what? I, I want my father and my mother to say, yes, Andre, it's time to get married. Yes, Andre, we feel in our heart this is the right person. I want them to be on my wedding day putting their hands on me and going, God, bless this new family with all of their hearts. And I want my wife's parents at the wedding there too blessing us with all. I want God to show up on my wedding day because this is what I know. When I build things myself, they fall apart. But if God shows up on your wedding day and if you respect authority and authority shows up on your wedding day, you have a foundation to stand on. Foundation that... When, when you all of a sudden see, hey, you know, uh, we have a situation or maybe things didn't pan out the way you thought everything was going to be in marriage, you have a foundation of blessing. You, know, you built it right. You built it with God saying, I will bless you. This is the one. This is perfect for you. You're in God's perfect will. And with that comes peace and turmoil and, and, and trouble. With that comes, you know, if God said this is the one, then this is the one. <laughs> We're, I just got to let God work. I just got to trust God. I just got to run to God in any situation. That's authority. Um, and the last one is uh, revelation. And I actually wanted Tanya to share first about revelation. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit and then I'm going to give you the mic. I remember I was so frustrated being single for a period of time there because here I was, full-time in ministry. I had finances put away. My parents were saying, Andre, it's time to get married. And pastor saying, Andre, I'm going to start praying for your marriage. And Dima saying, and all I was saying, we're going to start praying for your marriage. And I'm praying for my marriage, and I got no revelation. There's amazing uh, sisters all around me, but I don't know which one. I don't know which one to, you know, and I... And logically, I could pick apart, okay, this one will work for me, this one will work for me, this one not, this one. And, and honestly, on my, my, my list of you know, brain activity, Tanya wasn't even on the list. She was too young for me. She was not even in my orbit of, 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 of processing, right? And I was trying to figure things out logically, and I was, I was coming home, and I was going, God, I don't even want to be married. Just, just let me be single. Like, I, I don't want to be married again. I, I, don't, I don't want to take that leap of faith and trusting my heart to somebody if I don't know that you're not behind it. If you don't tell me who it is, I don't want to get 
into that. And so I'm going to let Tanya share now. <laughs> Great transition. Um, before I go into Revelation, um, Andre asked me to share about emotions and for girls, what to do with the fact is when you develop feelings for somebody or um, start thinking about, is he the one? Um, I'm just going to share my story because I do believe that it happened to me for the reason of maybe some of you girls will go through this in the future, or I hope not. <laughs> so uh, before Andre proposed, uh, three years prior to that, I started developing feelings for him. And it was all of a sudden, it's not like I was searching, searching, and I was like, oh, Andre. And then all of a sudden, next day, I started, you know, feeling stuff for him. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. I didn't even know where it came from. And uh, when that started happening, I, uh, I freaked out because <laughs> I, in some way, I knew that I had to make sure that this was from God. And my first question to you girls, I think this applies to you guys too, is when you start developing feelings is you got to know for sure if this is from God or not. And for me, the way I looked at it is the only way to know is just, just, just to start praying. That was the first step that I started doing, just start praying and asking God. My prayer for three years on and off was, God, if this is from you, this was the exact words, <laughs> exact prayer, God, if this is from you, bless it, but if it's not from you, take it away. I did not pray for God to change Andre's heart. I did not pray for God to, you know, God, give him a revelation that I'm the one. That was not my prayer, and I wanted to say that because I know a lot of times, especially I think girls, we automatically think that he's the one and it's hard for us to stop and think that God what is going on in my brain and I pray that God if this is from you if this is what you want then bless it I wanted more than anything was a blessing from God in this future marriage and uh, that was the first thing that started happening and then I through all of this I don't know how I found the way to all of um decision or the way to suppress the feelings or decision making my next step was I found a leader a leader that I could open up to and I a leader that could pray with me that could hear my you know I can't do this anymore <laughs> what is going on and all that so I think that's important to finding someone that you can talk to in the moment because it's it's a to me it was I never saw a marriage as a as a potential thing in my life because I never saw a good example of marriage in my life, in my parents' life, in my sister's brother. So to me, it was actually very similar to Andre where I would just, I want to serve God and I was on fire for God and I was ready to do anything for him. And I honestly think that's the best, the best time for God to start moving. So if you're not in that place in your life, then I, don't, I personally don't think you should be thinking about marriage. Um, if that makes sense. Um, after I spoke to the leader and I, I opened up, time kept going and going. And um, in between that, there's a lot of ministries that we were in together. 
we went to Africa together. We went to um, uh, like kids camp, youth camp, because we were in a lot of ministries. And I wanted to share this because I did not know that this is possible. <laughs> my my uh, my prayer, like every time I knew there's something that we're going to be involved in together, I would always pray, God, just like suppress the feelings. I don't even want to notice him in the way that um, I, I like him. I don't want to think that, um, I don't want to think about him when we're in the same room, if that makes sense. And God did that. I can honestly say that when we were on the mission trip, there was no, um, there was no flirting, there was no nothing like that. And uh, it was just brother, sister, relationship conversations, even if we did have a conversation together, you know, it was, it was sincere. Um, and the next thing was, I think when it comes to how did I know, um, I prayed, <laughs> and I prayed, and I prayed, and, uh, it was 2014, and, uh, I came to a point where I just, um, I, at that time, I was also praying for a mission school that I wanted to go to, <laughs> and I was kind of, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say I was put, putting it off, but I was just letting things kind of go, and uh, I just, I honestly just sincerely told God, God, if he doesn't propose by the end of this year, I'm, I'm moving on, and I, I believe that that's okay to do when it comes to when you're your conversation with God because he knows your heart more than anything and um, someone may not understand to me it was okay to do that and when I asked God that question after that I had no more prayers after that I, I didn't pray God if this is from you blessed I think it was like March that after that I just let things um Go, but I wasn't like. Как последний приговор уже был такой, and yes, and honestly, for a girl, the biggest thing um, I knew that I wasn't gonna pursue Andre. There is no way that I was gonna pursue that him because that's not my responsibility as a girl, as a lady. That's something that I think if a lady does, that is very um, like it puts you down in the eyes of uh, who you are, the way you're supposed to carry yourself, and on and on. And the biggest revelation, I guess, for me was that he actually proposed. <laughs> And when he proposed, I told him how it is. And uh, yes, I told him what took you so long. (laughs) And um, I do want to read a a verse. Um, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 32-34. I'm going to read the... um, NLT just because it makes more sense. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life... An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. It applies both ways. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be developed to the, devoted to the Lord and, 
holy in body and in spirit, but a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. Um, I think that sums everything up in the way that um, I sincerely felt that on my heart before I got married, that I did everything for God. Staying up till one, doing kids camp, that was all for God. I know someone might has their own opinion, but I know what was inside of my heart, and I know that I served God 100%. And I, I can proudly and humbly say that the foundation that Andre and I had before we got married was the right foundation, and we saw God in our wedding day, and when our parents prayed for us, and when they spoke um, blessing and uh, for the future. Um, put, never mind. <laughs> they, they blessed us for the future, and they spoke words into our future. Um, prophesied, yeah, they prophesied into our marriage, and um, that was the the proof of that. Um, and Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. I, uh, <clears throat> I want to wrap it up, but I do want to look at that marriage of uh, Isaac and Rebecca. So uh, we're going to open up to Genesis 24, and we're just going to read verse 14. I'm actually going to give you a homework assignment. Read that story. Uh, that story, I, I'm going to just give you some golden nuggets about that story, but read that whole story. Get that full version. Go home and read it. Uh, spend some time there because God really spoke to me there. Um, Genesis 24:14. Sorry, my Zaklatka fell out. One second. <clears throat> it says, Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher, that I may drink. And she say, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. That was the revelation. Remember, Abraham took one of his servants and said, Hey, buddy, listen, I got a special assignment for you. You're going to find my boy wife, but you're going to go to the right place. You're going to find her in the church, all right? So go back home to my mama's house or my, and uh, find her a good woman. And, if you don't, and he's like, dude, I don't know how to find myself a wife. I'm not going to find him a wife, right? And he goes, there's a God, and he will help you. And all that servant knew was like, yeah, there's a God, and he will help me. There's a God, and he will help me. If I find him a wrong woman, I'm a dead man. God, you better help me. Right? And so he was praying. He said, God, when I get to this country and I f look for a wife for, for Isaac, I trust you. You will help me find the right woman for him. But how I will know if it's the right woman is she will come to me and she will offer me a drink because I'm from a you know, far country. And not only me, but all of my camels. We heard a sermon. I remember hearing a sermon. Camels drink a lot. That's a lot of cranking. Camels hold all the water up in their hump for like weeks. So they can drink like three or four bathtubs at one time. And he had ten camels. So that girl was cranking. She was hustling. She, and she's, and, and, and this is the, the revelation part. 
It's like, God, if, if this is the one, let this play out. So I will see clearly that this is the one. Because God will show you. God will show you. God will plainly speak to you. For me, it was a prayer. And in that prayer, I had a vision that was very clear. And I couldn't shake it. And for me, that was many months of agonizing prayer going, God, I don't even want to get married anymore. I don't even think this is for me. I'm probably a single guy for the rest of my life and, and you know, let it be. And, and I'm giving up. I don't even want to do this anymore. My brain hurts. <laughs> and, and God goes, okay, here, let, let me show you something. I'm like, oh, man. And to me, it was when I had the revelation in my heart, all of a sudden, there was a peace, there was a joy, there was a comfort. I knew that if I was to propose to Tanya, she would say yes. And I, did, I didn't know for sure. I, she could have said no, but I, I had that confidence in my heart. That, man, this was a God thing. This was God doing something. And so here he is at the well. Rebecca says, hey, let me water you know, your camels. And he goes, oh, <laughs> thank you, Lord. He takes off the gold and gives her gold. Says, you need to take me to your family. I want to meet your dad. And I, I know who you're going to marry. She's like, what? <laughs> and, 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 and then the dad gets to decide. And what does the dad do? He cares about his daughter's heart. He asks the daughter, are you willing to do? Like, you've never even seen this guy. There's no, what are you talking about, dating? You don't even know his name. You're going to marry him? And in her heart, she had that confirmation from God that she was going to be a part of history. That this decision was a historical decision. She was trusting God. Not her thought process, not her emotions. She never even know. This guy could have been fat. <laughs> this guy could have been ugly. <laughs> right? And I, I like how the story plays out at the end. Guess what he's doing? He's plowing away, making, making, uh, making a way for the family. He wants to take care of the family. He's in the field sweating. He's working. He's working hard in God's kingdom. He's working hard for his future. He's working away. And he sees her from a mile away. And he knows in his heart that that's, her, that's, that, that that's God answering a prayer. That's God. That's his. Right? He jumps. He, he, start, he starts. I think. I got to read the story again. I think he uh, starts approaching. And she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And she puts on a veil. Holiness first. Purity first. Yes, I were, this is a God thing. But before we get married, we want to have that that courtship experience of, of purity. We have respect. We have that, that this is a God thing. You know, they're not jumping around, kissing each other in, in public and holding hands and, 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 and just like, hey, look at us, you know. No, they're, this is a respectable, fearful moment of their life because they're either going to make the biggest mistake of their life or they're going to receive the biggest blessing outside of salvation, right? That humility's there, that... That, that purity is there. That blessing is there. That's what a good marriage is. That's what the world will never tell you. The world will tell you, go date. Go, go, go try everything so you can figure out what you want. And all that is is it drives your flesh. And that it's just going to bring you into a relationship of another person who is fleshly driven. And then you're going to go through a hurricane. And you're going to go through a destruction of your life. And that's why we're telling you guys. Because right now is the time to start planning. Right now is the time to start praying. Right now is the time to grab a hold of this truth for your life. And I want to tell you this. Being a single was awesome. It's awesome being single. 
There's, there's a, a joy and a blessing in that process. This wasn't part of my deal, but, but I remember single life, don't need a wife, single life, <laughs> right? There was, a, dude, we, um, you know, at, in this youth, the beauty of this youth is, man, I, I looked to Dennis as my brother, and I didn't want Dennis's wife. I, I wasn't competing with Dennis. Dennis was following God. I was following God. I looked to Noah. Noah, we were brothers. We, we hung out. We, we had so much fun. We drove down to L.A., Reuben. We drove down to L.A. and turned on thug music and, 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 and drove through the black neighborhood. Like, uh, Jesus beats in the black neighborhood. And I'm like ducking under going, man, this is crazy, man. I would never do this when I'm married. But, man, this is a single life, man. I can live it up. <laughs> right? You have that. That, that joy, being single is not, it's not a torture, but there's a process you have to go through. There's a, there's a do it the right way, right? Honor God. Let God lead you. Follow God. Live for Him. Put God's kingdom first. If you love somebody, you're willing to let them go. And if it's true love, it'll come back to you because it's yours. Trust God. Let's pray. It was a good testimony, amen? Hallelujah. Like you said in the beginning, uh, I'm just going to share golden nuggets with you. So I hope you, you're all going to have, I mean, you all have something for, uh, for future decisions and, and for arranging your life the right way, amen? Maybe somebody wants to, uh, to add something? Okay, I think Avisa. Yeah. It's gonna be very short. Uh, you know, before I made a decision in my life, I, I fasted. So it's you know, it's very important. Just humble yourself before God. And I've never dated anybody in my life, and I, I always knew that I'm gonna hit the target. Like, like. Yeah, десятку, да. And, you know, one, two. Yes, yes. And uh, two times in my life, you know, uh, I went through that time when I was so close to just proposed to get married and uh, I wasn't dating you know and I, I took that time and I, I fasted and two times just God saved my life <laughs> I, I remember those times and you know it was God doing something he, he saved me two times you know and third time when when uh, you know Luda got on my mind I, and I fasted too and usually when I fast my emotions they die you know <laughs> and everything fleshly dies but <laughs> luda didn't die in my head <laughs> she sur- survived through that and I-, I knew that something something is special you know god is doing something so it's just little thank you so much amen there's so many so many of you guys uh, sharing that that uh, principle that that sounds and uh, and looks 
crazy in the in the eyes of all of us for, from uh, from the from the from the past, because this revelation, I mean, for some for someone, it's 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 like a so um, so bizarre, so unbelievable. So it's kind of hard to to accept, but it. It was the same same way in my life. When I got this revelation, I was like, "No, it's impossible." Everyone else uh, think uh, you're crazy, but then if God gives you that revelation, He will He will help you to go through. He will help you to understand, to adopt this in your life because He wants you to be the best. He wants you to to have the best life, best marriage. And that you would never regret that you made this uh, amazing decision, and uh, and uh, and I think you have the best, uh, uh, you know, chance to get married right. Amen. And yes, fasting. See, whatever they share is basically based on 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 your uh, uh, on your spiritual approach, right? When you pray, when you think, when you when you compare your feelings and your uh, and your action uh, with the Word of God, right? Not not going to to the world uh, world and ask them what to do, but you basically digging into the Word of God and you come up with a plan that is uh, uh, you know uh, uh, according to to the to the will of God to the Word of God. So uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, guys, and thank you, uh, 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 thank you for listening all this because this is this is really what's gonna uh, change your life, and we're gonna see more strong families born in our churches, and we're gonna see more uh, uh, families that uh, that uh, look not like like sometimes sometimes you know in in, in today's today's world you leave with like you see guy and and a girl together it's like oh Bogu, the girl and the guy you know but but and then i realized like we, we we go so low because now we we just glad that the guy goes with the girl now but but no it's not enough it has to be will of god it has to be uh, pure and and according to will of god amen so we're gonna we're gonna sh- uh, we're gonna um, shoot for the best, and we have uh, uh, some questions came uh, on the internet, and we we promise that we're gonna answer, and um, we will try to be short, and uh, and answer um, as clear as possible. If someone needs more, uh, um, hmm. Uh, yeah, or deeper explanation, you can uh, you can ask uh, uh, if if it's been answered or not or not. Okay, we don't have names, so it uh, it's basically uh, as it goes. Okay, first question uh, would be, what happened if we lost our virginity, and you think you will never get married because of that, and that you are not pure anymore. Understand? Right? What happened if we lost our virginity and you think you will never get married 
because of that and that you are not pure anymore. So, uh, Dennis, can you ask? Um, can you answer this question? Um, so this is kind of a tricky question, just because it's a very serious, very serious question, and uh, I want to try to answer it uh, to the best of my abilities. But uh, <clears throat> I think there's two questions or two different variances in this question. So one, because the question is. Uh, if someone lost their virginity, they think they'll never get married because they're not pure anymore. Well, we have to, there's two kinds of possible outcomes. We have one person that is, that was not a Christian when they lost their virginity before Christ, and then they became a Christian. The second kind of person is, was a Christian, they committed, uh, they uh, they lost their virginity or they committed fornication, that's sex before marriage, and then uh, how do they get pure? So there's two kinds of situations that we're looking at, right? Do you guys get that? Uh, so the, we, And there's two different answers because they, on the surface, kind of look the same. But when you go a little bit deeper, they're a little bit different. So let's look at the first one. Losing your virginity before you become a Christian. Uh, and we know what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, God forgives your sins. Oh, no, sorry. It says, therefore, if, every, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So we are a new person in Jesus Christ. You might have sinned, whatever you did, it doesn't matter because once you come to the cross, once you come to Jesus, your sins are wiped away, they're gone. The Bible says that God throws them away, they're removed as far as the east is from the west. So your sins are gone, right? You are a new person, new slate, you're clean. Uh, And praise God for that, God can, that's a miracle, right? God can... God can purify us, and that's, that's, when you are, um, that's when you were not a Christian. And, and when you come to God, you, you start fresh. You start clean. Uh, of course, there are consequences uh, with that. Just like any sin has consequences, um, and not, not every sin is the same. There's, you know, someone will say, oh, well, sin is sin, and, and it's all the same. No, no, that's, that's not true. Before God, if you sin once, yes, you break the law. But sin has different consequences. If you murder someone, you're going to have different consequences than if you cheated on, on a third grade math test. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. Sin has consequence. Not every sin has the same consequence. So, you know, when you do something like this, uh, you are going to bring in some kind of a past with you when you come and you get right and you want to get married. You are going to have a past. You're going to have... Uh, something, you know, to, not to explain, but you're going to have, you're going you're gonna to bring in a story with you. Uh, and that's totally fine. I believe God will bring you to the right person. And God has, you know, if it's God's will for you to get married, he will set everything up and it's going to be okay. Yes. Can, can you, the, so the question is, can you become pure? Of course you can. God can make you pure. Uh, you're, there's going to be consequence, just like with any sin, but God can restore you. God can make you holy. Now the second, we're going to look at the second question. Now this is a little bit more challenging. Uh, it's if you lost your virginity while you were a Christian, and now you're wondering, can I become pure again? And this is a little bit trickier. Why? Because this is a person that was already forgiven of their sins. They know the truth. They know what's right and what's not. And then after knowing the truth, you sin. Or you not just sin, but you fall into uh, this kind of sin. And um, this is a little bit more serious. Why? Because 
you don't just end up like one day you wake up and you're like, man, I can't believe I'm in bed with, you know, this guy wakes up, oh man, I'm in bed with another girl. What, what, how did I end up here? And you don't just end up there. Uh, every, every fall, every something when, when you sin in, in a bad way, it starts with something else. There was a hundred decisions, hundred bad decisions that led up to that fall. So you were not just ended up committing sin. You backslid away from the grace of God. You didn't just uh, sin, but you rejected God's grace and you really walked away from God. And so a person that walks away from God after knowing the truth, there is a restoration that needs to happen. In Galatians 6.1, it says this, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourself or else you may be tempted. So it says that you, uh, whoever, whoever lives by the Spirit, they should restore that person. So when a person falls into this, this kind of a sin, there needs to be a restoration process. That means that you, you fell, you committed this sin, and now you need to get back to being, a, not, not to say a normal person, but let's say you're, you're, you know, you're, you're on drugs. You have to go through rehab. You don't just you know, come clean and that's it. There's a restoration process that needs to happen. And with the, the, the worse it is, the, the worse sin it is, the more restoration that you need. Because now you, you have uh, an issue. And something like this where, where this is, is so serious. This is a, a, I read a, a, this is a quote from a pastor who committed fornication when he became a Christian. So in, in, his, in his early years as a Christian, this is what he said. Most married Christian men and women who, like myself, do not have a very successful single life would love to turn back the clocks and do it all over again. And this is not because we are not forgiven. We are. It is because we know the intimacy which is lost when you have already given yourself to another. So no matter how you look at it, when you have a scar, your scar is going to be there. You know, and when you commit something like this, can you become pure again? Yes. Can God forgive you? Of course. God wants to forgive you. God, that's the whole beauty. Of, you know, God wants to bring us, to, to make us right with Him. He loves us so much. But with something like this, there's always going to be a past. There's always going to be, you're going to bring in some kind of baggage into your future, into your future family if, if God is God's will for you to get married. Um, <clears throat> whenever you look at any person, let's say a pastor who committed uh, adultery, they are never the same after they get restored. Never. You can look at any person, look at any pastor. They, 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 they get restored. They, do they love God? Yes. Do they still worship God and pray and do everything that they did before? Yes. But they will never become restored to that same exact point that they were before because something was taken out of their life. And so to, to answer it, can you become pure again? Yes. But if you are a Christian, you will be missing something. There will be something that you do not have in your life. There will be something. You'll just have to live with it. Uh, but God can restore you. God can redeem you. And he can bless you. And he can give you a wonderful marriage. So I hope I answered that. So that you guys understood it. Thank you. Dennis, and I, I also want to add <clears throat> for that person, if... If that person committed uh, a sin, um, uh, being born again, being a Christian, so the, the one thing I, ha I just want to add, 
that person needs to be ready to go through through through, uh, through the process, uh, through uh, uh, some counseling, through he has to be ready to uh, to to listen and to follow instructions, because because this is this is a serious uh, thing. Amen. So, but is it possible to to uh, to be pure again? Yes, absolutely. God forgives, and I. I've seen many, many stories, but uh, but it is it is a battle. It, it's it's not just one prayer. It's usually a process, and you have to, uh, and that person has to be ready to go through painful process. But yeah, there is a restoration, definitely. Amen. Okay. Next question is: What is your view on marriage uh, on marrying someone outside our church, but who is still Christian with similar beliefs as in our church. <clears throat> uh, the person is asking what is uh, our view. And uh, I think it's absolutely okay to get married with someone from a different church uh, with the same beliefs. Uh, but, but you have to be careful at the same time. Amen? Uh, because you have to understand what is the same beliefs. Amen? There is a, there is a difference in beliefs. If it's just Christian uh, uh, church, then you have to go deeper. You have to have this, not just the same beliefs like we, we both believe in Christ. But it has to be uh, same, same view or, or same uh, belief on salvation. Same view on uh, on the, on the Holy Spirit, right? If 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 the church is not uh, does not believe in the in the holy uh, in in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the, in baptism in the Holy Spirit, then it's gonna be it's it's gonna be uh, you know uh, difficulties in uh, in finding the same uh, standard and same same belief. It's not completely the same belief. So basically, you have to be. Uh, but if if it's like a church, like for example, Church of Truth in Vancouver, we know that church. We have the same, absolutely the same qualities and same uh, standards. So God bless you. That's uh, uh, when we go to when when we go to uh, when we go to conference and uh, and we get uh, we we get uh, uh, you know to to know each other or we. Uh, we meet uh, other Christians from from uh, from from uh, you know from from for example that church that we know for sure that I know Slavic very well and I know Pastor uh, uh, Sergey very well and I know the leaders I, I know what uh, what what the, their target and and they believe is and I know for sure that this at least that person was hearing the same uh, standards or he was, that person was raised in the same, same standards. Supposedly. I mean, the same as, as, as here. We supposedly know everything right. But not everyone makes the right decision. And we know that. And it's, it's always going to be up to you. If you want to go to hell, our church, our pastor will not be able to, to, to keep you in, in heaven. You have to understand. It's going to be your decision to ruin your life or to, or to save your life. Because God's Savior is always wishing you the best and giving you the chance 
to uh, to reach uh, the best. Okay, so that's uh, that's my answer. Uh, yes, it is. It is absolutely okay. Of course, it's always uh, always uh, better to have like you, you know like like we in in our church like like what we actually having uh, the marriages in, in in our church. But uh, no, I believe uh, yeah, I believe uh, our view is is yeah, it's okay. And uh, uh, next question is. Uh, What if multiple guys want to marry the same girl? Question mark. How do you know which guy is the right one for her if we don't even talk or cannot get to uh, really know the girl personally? Well, Allah, do you want to ask? Well, um a lot of times, so it, it, it does happen. I mean, a couple guys like one girl or the vice versa. It's pretty normal. But let's say a couple guys like one girl, but girl has needs to have a revelation as well. It does not mean that, you know, which guy is only like, depends on the guy, on, on the man. But the, the lady also has a revelation. She's praying, and, and she's seeking answer from, from God, and she's praying, and, and God will tell her. I mean, if one of, the, one of the boys will propose her, and she will know in her heart, and she will have an answer. Um, and uh, there was a second part of the question. How do you know which guy is the right one for her? Uh, uh, if we don't even talk... Or cannot get to really know the girl personally. Um, I'm telling you, as soon as people start dating, automatically the mask comes on. The best way, I'm going to give you the best secret right now. The best way to find out the character of the girl or the character of the, of the guy is to be together in the ministry, in the work, when she does not even know that you like her. That she's, you are kind of like watching how she talks, how she reacts, how she works, how Andre is willing to go to Home Depot and buy concrete and redo all those, remember the <laughs> steps we did at the kids, at the kids camp? It was thing going on <laughs> it was very interesting and I remember you said something that or or time glue gun like how you were you were watching you know how he was responding or or how she would react if she's freaking out if she's like getting mad at you um, the best way to find out how a person like person character it's it's outside of dating outside of dating that's the best way and if i'll say that we we're here we know pretty well each other everyone has a reputation are you agree you can pretty much tell who i am right even though if we are not dating 
if we're not going like together on the dates or 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 meeting like or or know each other really well, right? But you know who I am. You know my heart. Same thing. And I'm just I just want to encourage you guys, not for the sake of the marriage, but but to be involved. If you are nowhere around, of course this question would rise up if we don't even talk to each other. If you're not in any ministry, if you're not as soon as the youth service ends, you just, you know, you're gone. You have your whatever, you have your own agenda. But it's a time to fellowship. That's the time when when we get some something like uh, uh, let's say basketball games or something like we're organizing for youth, and you know not a lot of people shows up. I mean, it's your problem. <laughs> you need to be where the where the people are. Invite people to your homes. Another thing I wanted to I wanted to encourage: invite like a lot of people, not like one or two. Be let your house be open. I mean, get. Um, serve some tea, and, and, and uh, that way you will you will get to know each other on on the other level. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I wanna I wanna share uh, something um, that when you when you focus on God, you're not gonna make mistake. That's okay. If you for, if you forget everything, just don't forget this. If you and God like this, you're not going to make mistake. Okay? You can forget everything, all advices that we're giving to you. But if you and God like this, he will, he will remind you everything. And he will lead you personally by your hand through all these little steps and process. Even if you don't remember any, any uh, scripture that, that we're quoting here. Amen? And I just remember, it's like, oh, what if multiple uh, guys are, are uh, approaching one girl and then you don't know anything. It's like, for me, I mean, I had my uh, uh, personal testimony. Uh, when I was praying and, and uh, Allah was on my heart, I was praying. I didn't show uh, any, any interest uh, uh, that she would, uh, she would never uh, uh, see uh, that I am... You know, kind of giving her uh, a signs of uh, me interesting, me being interested in her. But I was dealing with God, and, and I was praying like like Tanya was uh, was explaining. I was dealing, and I was asking God, give me, give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign. And He uh, kept give, giving me a peace in in my heart. And then even when one time I, I do you remember I, I was uh, uh, sharing with you about about uh, uh, the dream that I had. I saw the guy who was approaching Allah, and, and, and they, uh, they went uh, together somewhere. And I was like, what, what, what does it mean? It means that she is taking? It means that she, uh, she, is, uh, she belongs to someone, el- someone else? And I, ne- and I need to, uh, you know, uh, uh, back up? Or what, or, uh, or what should I do? And then, what, what, would, you, what would you do? I kept praying. I kept praying because a dream is a, is a good thing. But at the same time, I have uh, that sensor in my heart. You have that sensor. And if the sensor is been, you know, uh, changing, exchanging information with God, he is, I mean, the, the sensor is alive and you can, you can sense what, the, what uh, God's will is. And I, I kept praying. I went back and I, uh, uh, and I, I was fasting. And... and I had peace in my heart. I was like, 
man, this is contradiction information. Uh, the, uh, the, the dream, and then peace in my heart. And th- this dream is, is kind of disturbing me, my peace, and, but, but the peace overcomes the dream. And then, couple, uh, like, like I said, uh, next week I saw the guy walking, walking through that door. I never seen that guy in my life, except that dream. And then we all are rehearsing uh, uh, the, the uh, worship team. And then Allah was leading the, the, the worship team. And that guy like Roma uh, right now, he is walking in, into the uh, into the like, like, man, I saw him in that dream. That's the guy. And then it was like, oh, may, maybe he is just, uh, just a stranger came in. And then he came to Allah, approached Allah. They, they talk a little bit. And then he left. And I was like, oh, it's freaky. It's really freaky. And then, and then I know that they next day uh, uh, they went to uh, uh, to Green Lake or whatever with Pasha and Tanya uh, um, on, on a rowing boat uh, uh, kind of trip. And I was like, everything is so simple and so understandable. You stupid Dima, well, what are you, what are you thinking? And then I, you know what? It's time to back up, right? It's time to not for me. I, I didn't want to, to back up based on, my, on information of my eyes. I want clarification straight from God. And I went to my uh, 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 prayer closet, praying, and God, and God was like, relax, Dima. I, here, here is your, your portion of peace. And I was like, everything is good. And I had my peace back. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I, I can, I can, I can uh, lose my mind if, if, if it's going to be like that. And then, and then God put uh, very deep peace in my heart. And when I proposed and when, I, when she said yes I revealed her that story and she, was, and she said yes, that guy proposed to me but I said no. I was like, that's amazing. It, so basically it happened but, but you know what? God <laughs> I have to explain. <laughs> uh, so another thing is I mean, this guy was saying, God told me that you'll be my wife. And girls, just so you know, God have to tell you as well. And you have to be, just don't be um, pressure, naive, and manipulated. Sometimes boys manipulate by feelings. Not our guys. Our guys are godly. Praise God. But don't give in to it. You have to have strong, uh, you have to know the strong word from God that, that he is the one. So he was, he was not doing once. He was like really persistent, like calling and saying. And all of a sudden, he, I didn't even know that he was supposed to come, I guess. Um, so, but be, <laughs> he knew... <laughs> Oh, so you have to be very, uh, very strong. And girls, uh, just on, on the um, note, I just want to tell you, if you, let, let's say you are at the age to get married, and somebody's pursuing you, but in your heart, you know for sure he's not the one, just say very clearly, very respectfully, just say no, and as, su- and as soon as possible. Don't play on a guy's feeling. Don't just just make it very clean and very very respectful and, and like to the because he's going to be somebody's husband and he's going to be um, ministering next to you. And there could be a time 
I remember once I had uh, kind of like a short mistake. I, I remember a guy called me and um, he said, oh, Allah, what are you doing? I said, well, nothing. I said, well, do you want to go for a walk? And I wanted to be kind of like cool that, you know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I don't have, we're just going to kind of like a friends. Sure, let's go. And as soon as I said, we set a time, like, you know, five o'clock or three, we're going to go to park. And in my heart, for that three hours period, I just could not find a place. I said, God was talking to me and the Holy Spirit was saying, like, what are you doing? You are playing on somebody's feelings. He was like, I think, over 26 or 7, and I was maybe 19. And and I I was praying and I was actually crying and said, I, you know, I'm doing something wrong. And I called him right away and I said, you know what, um, I, I I know you are, you are the age, maybe you're pursuing or you have another thoughts, but in my heart, I, I do not want to do anything. You know, I'm not going to marry you ever. So, um, and actually, he respected me for that. He said, thank you. And he said when Dima knew him, and um, when he knew that we're going to get married, he actually did say, you know what, he, he, he mentioned it, that himself, that uh, instance. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Next question. <clears throat> uh, do you have to get a leader or pastor's approval before asking to marry someone? Question mark. Dennis, can you? I... Uh... Is it okay if I share a short story? A couple, like, one, one minute. I remember, actually, before, it was about four, probably about like four and a half years ago, uh, there was a girl that I, I met a girl from another church. And, um, and I remember she really wanted to get married, and, which is never a good sign, you know. If a girl is desperate. That's never a good thing. Um, so, uh, but I remember there was... Uh, you know, I was a, she, she was a good, good girl. She loved God. But I could tell that, you know, like you said, if she's from another church, she has to have the same spirit. I could tell she didn't have the same spirit. And I could, I could see she loved God, but she was like, I'm like this is not, not the one. I didn't even have to pray about it. I knew right away. Uh, but I remember with, with Albina, it was, it was interesting because I remember God put that, you know, God put her on my mind. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. This is... Uh, it's, I, I don't think, you know, I just kind of, I was kind of brushing it off. But then I remember after youth camp, uh, just this feeling came that I, I still can't explain. I'm like, this like just emotion, like, like my heart's about to beat out of my chest because like I, I have this, this feeling for her and I'm going to God in prayer and I'm like, and God's giving me a script, like a verse about her and everything. And I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. So I, I want to say that God does speak when he wants you to marry someone. Amen. Uh, but, okay, so this is uh, the question. Do you, do you have to have a leader's or pastor's approval uh, if you want to marry somebody? I want to say I hope you do. Uh, for me, I had three men that I needed to have approval. It was my father, Dima, and pastor. So it was like the trinity right there. Uh, not really the trinity, but like the earthly trinity. I was. I said no. I need to have because I knew. I knew that if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be married, 
And, you know, all, all the time I've heard, okay, number one decision, I think Andre touched on it. Number one decision, follow Jesus. Number two decision, marry the right person. If you can get those two things down, your life is going to be good. So for me, it was really important, you know, who I'm going to marry. It's, this is, you know, I'm like, okay, I already decided to choose Jesus. Now I've got to decide the, the right person. So I, I made a decision in my mind a long time ago. I'm going to make sure that I get those three to approve because if they do, that's going to be my confirm, confirmation from God that she is the one. So we, you, we need to do that. There's a, there's a verse in Hebrews 13, 7. Uh, it says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. You know, I just want to say, let's imitate our leaders who have good marriages. And I, I just want to say, you know, I grew up looking at my dad, uh, looking at the marriage that my dad and my mom had. Great marriage. Yeah, they would have, you know, struggles and whatever, but I could see that they had a great marriage. I look at Dima and Allah, they have a great marriage. I look at Pastor and, 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 and Pastor Tanya, they have a great marriage. And I'm like, you know what, I want to I choose to follow them and set my, myself to, uh, you know, to have the same, the same outcome that they have. I want what they have, I want it for my life. And I made that decision a long time ago. I said, you know what, I'm going to do whatever they did, that's what I'm going to do. And, and so for me, that was so important to make sure that I had them to, you know, to look up to. Because what's funny is a lot of people, they look at people in the world. They look at Hollywood as their, you know, oh, this is who I'm going to imitate, Hollywood. You know, whose marriages last about as long as milk does. You know, they just have no success. And people are like, oh, wow, look at, look at what they did. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like you have like a police officer who's abusing people, who's shooting innocent people, who, you know, got fired, got thrown in jail. And you're like, man, I want to follow that cop because I think he knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. Like nobody does that at all. Like let's say you have like someone who's laying bricks and they're horrible. And you're like, man, I want to copy that guy because he's good. No, nobody does that. You know, and in marriage, we need to do the same thing. We need to look at people and say, you know what? They know what they're doing. I'm going to follow them and imitate them. Amen? So yes, uh, to answer the question, you want to have someone because if you don't have a leader, you, you, can make, you don't know what you want. You know, uh, you could have like, you know, in other countries, they have parents decide who gets married to who. You know, for us, yeah, that's a little bit extreme. It, it is a little bit extreme. But I don't see many divorces over there. You know, you know what I'm saying? They don't have a lot of divorce. America, we choose, and we, get all, we have all the divorces. So definitely have a leader to approve. Talk to somebody. Amen. It's, it's just an advice, okay, for, for uh, wise people. Okay, <clears throat> you choose who you are. Um, and then next, uh, there's three questions left, okay. Um, how, many date, how many dates can you go on before asking a girl marry you? <clears throat> Ramil, can you? Well, the answer is none. I mean, you shouldn't go. That's what we were talking about, right, last couple of days. And there's a few, few reasons. Like, you can date uh, the first time to propose, and, you know, if she doesn't give you the answer right away, then the second time to find out the answer. But I'll say this. We haven't dated to propose. Uh, I think Noah also said that he just drove by. Uh, knocked on the door, said, marry me, and then I'll be back, like, in three days, something like that. <laughs> it works totally fine. 
I'll even say this. Um, I think it's dangerous to like, even if you do propose, I would, I would propose it. I would propose in the most natural manner, without a ring, uh, without any setup, uh, because that actually helps the girl to say to make the wrong decision if it's the wrong decision. So, don't. Um, and you know, I was told that you know the dates are called the things now, uh, so the things are not allowed to. Don't do them. I mean. Really, nobody, nobody can forbid you. If you want to, you're going to go do it, right? Because, like, there's a guy, friend Turek, uh, he said, you know, hell is just a separation from God. It's just not being with God. And if, if you don't want to be with God in heaven, then why would you, he, he drag you into heaven? So you naturally go where you don't want to be. You go to hell, right? So same thing here. I mean, you have the rights, but I would not recommend it to anyone. Uh, so, you know, no dating, right? We talked about it. I'll say this one more, one more uh, thought that I had. If you think about it, I haven't heard anyone who said, who really was seeking God, didn't date, and then, and then their marriage was bad and they would go, oh, man, I wish I would have dated a lot so that uh, my marriage would be better. I have not seen anyone like that. Uh, I do have countless number of people that said, that I know, that said, man, I wish I wouldn't have dated. And I just dedicated myself to just this one single person that God gave me. So, you know, we said multiple times, but dating does you nothing. Absolutely. It's like, you know, it's like going to timeshare sales or to any sales, right? It's just like, you're going to hear anything you want, right? You know, does this does this car does do this? Yes, absolutely. Does it, you know, is it good? Does it cook pancakes? Yes, it does whatever you want, right? Like sales, that that's that's what we are, right? We, um, you know, in dating, everyone becomes perfect salesman, says saleswoman. So, it, to me, it's just the wrong, even the wrong kind of an environment to be in. So, I'll say this: I haven't dated Marina before. You know, we, uh, you know, I, I'll say like we, you, you know before she said yes right so it's not it's not the requirement at all and i'm not lacking anything at all from not dating her before marriage so and then uh two more questions um how good of a friend can you be with opposite gender marina can you how good of a friend interesting question I will not share my opinion, you probably guys know. Um, I was watching this show a few days ago, and uh, it was exactly about this. So the hosts of the show were two girls and one guy. And uh, questions kept coming, like the same questions, can a girl be a fr friends with a guy? Can they be good friends? Can they be best friends? So the, qu the girls were honestly, answering and they were debating 50-50 and they couldn't really answer yes or no because they are genuinely th were thinking that yes it's possible okay girls because they are thinking well if if i am not attracted to guy i can be friends with him i can be telling him all the drama that's going on in my life and all the guys that i like and she really is not treating him as a you know potential whatever you know but the guy, <clears throat> he was sitting, listening to them, and then he made a conclusion, okay? And he said everything 
to its place as a man, as a real man. He goes, you know, girls, I was listening to you, um, debating and not being sure. I'll tell you my story. And I rather listen to the guy because, you know, he, he was more honest. And he goes, if I want to be a friend with a girl, I most likely want to pursue her later. It's never, I just want to be with a girl just for nothing. If a guy likes a girl, he wants to be around her. That's what he said. That's not my opinion. That's what he said. And he goes, a lot of men that are willing to be a friend with a girl, they're usually having this uh, thought in, their, in the back of their mind that someday it's going to work out. It's okay. I will take my time. I'm not going to freak you out by sharing my emotions right away because you're going to get scared. You're going to get awkward with me and you're not going to want to be around me. But as long as I wait and wait and wait, and he actually admitted that most guys, it was a shock to me, that are willing to wait for a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years uh, for that to come from her. So um, it was kind of interesting. Um, So the answer is absolutely not impossible for a guy and a girl be together because um, they will end up, one of them will end up falling in love in uh, making a wrong decision. So it's best not to. And actually, just before, uh, uh, before you start, uh, started, we, we, we uh, found uh, one, one video. And is it, is it ready? Can, can we show? Okay, I, I haven't even Here looked. Here we are at the um, okay. Utah State University Library for some interviewing to ask people if they believe that men and women can be just friends. Um, so let's go inside and see what we can find. Do you believe that men and women can be just friends? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it'd be hard to do. Yes. I mean, we're all men. I know. So, of course, we're going to have those feelings. And we can, we can be content with just friendship, but... And we can be silent regarding those feelings, but we're going to have them. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Yes. 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 I, I don't believe so. No. I guess what I'm saying is no. Okay, good. Backpack girl, Greg, and then Okay, we'll walk with you. Do you believe men and women can be just friends? Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, do you have any guy friends right now who you're just friends with? Yeah, oh yeah, all, all my best friends are guys. Dave. Trevor. Trevor. Taylor Mulford. Bobby. Yeah. How long have you known Trevor? Two years. Of those guy friends, do you think any of them secretly like you? And be honest. Probably, yeah. Do you think that guy is interested in you? Yes. Okay, maybe you can only be just friends in high school, because most guys won't just be my friend. Would Dave hook up with you if, if you gave him the chance? Well, yeah. Do you think Trevor liked you? Yeah. And yeah, like, no, yes. Yes. <laughs> Would he hook up with you if you wanted to hook up? Yeah. So he likes you? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is men and women can't be friends? No, we can be friends. But you're just friends, but he likes you? Yes. <laughs> So it's a one-sided friendship. That was one instance. If she wanted to hook up, would you hook up? Oh, totally. Look at her. 
Don't be sarcastic. I need the truth. Seriously, yeah. All right, there we go. All right, that's perfect. Okay, cut, cut. Because of physical attraction, it's not possible. Okay. But you said I just want to be just friends. Yeah. Now, do you literally believe that he's not interested in you at all? <laughs> oh, yes! Yes! That's what I'm talking about! As we can see, um, after interviewing everyone in the library, um, it is impossible for men and women to be just friends. And under no circumstances can it happen. Um, that's a wrap. Okay. And it's not our opinion. And it's, uh, these guys are not Christian. Okay. So it's probably a bigger revelation for girls, right, than for men. Men know, knew that before, <coughs> before the video, but uh, for girls, it, it probably knew something new. <coughs> okay, and the last question we have is, uh, is the last question that we have is, is it okay to be physical before marriage? What does it mean, physical before marriage? Um, okay, let's, uh, let's separate couple, uh, two moments or two uh, segments of a uh, person or people before marriage. Uh, the one story is, is, uh, is the period, a period of, of life for a young man or a uh, young woman before proposal, right? And, uh, and you know, if you've been uh, here at youth uh, meetings uh, three, uh, last three Fridays, you know the answer. So no physical before, before, uh, before you propose, before, before engagement, right? Before engagement. <clears throat> but uh, uh, after engagement, um, so basically, if, if you're interested in knowing physical, of course, uh, 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 we understand that there is, there is no sex policy and, and it's like a biblical and it's like absolutely in, in, uh, in, uh, in our youth. But uh, we talk about this when, when you get uh, um, uh, engaged, uh, right away we're trying to set up uh, primar premarital uh, counseling. So, and all people that decided to get married come to the counseling, and we talk about physical, about what, about the uh, boundaries, and what is allowed and what is not allowed, and what we uh, we we giving advice, uh, how how to be, what distance you need to keep in order to have or to uh, keep yourself uh, pure until the last moment when pastor is here at the stage asking you, uh, uh, now, uh, uh, now you can kiss your bride. Now you can kiss your bride. So uh, uh, basically, <clears throat> you don't need to, to, uh, to have an answer on, on, uh, on the level or actually the, the, the boundaries before engagement and after engagement, we, we set up uh, the counseling and we will 
talk and we will go over. But as of right now, you don't need you know, to know anything about it. You just, just keep yourself pure and, uh, it, and brush off all other things. Okay? When it comes uh, right time, because uh, after, you have to understand that right after uh, engagement, uh, you know, time starts, and, and this time we call uh, not dating, but courting. You understand that, right? Right after that, you're allowed to, uh, to meet each other, you, to spend time uh, together. And then at the same time, you're going through uh, to marriage counseling. So basically, it's, it's, it's a process of building you, building your relationship in the, in the right way, in the, in the right spirit. Amen? And, uh, and at that time, you will learn how to be, uh, what the distance and boundaries to keep, uh, you know, for the safety of your future marriage and, and your soul and, and spirit. Amen. Yeah. I just want to mention we had a couple of questions that are probably not appropriate for us to discuss or answer at the youth because they're mostly be answered on premarital counseling. So um, just we wanted you guys to know that we did not ignore those questions. It's just... Uh, uh, we choose them not to answer public that youth. Okay. 